BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, on this episode of BeastNet, um, I've got with me Hazelana uh, from Summit the Swamp. Uh, how are you doing, Hazelana? Great. How are you, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. It's we were talking right before we started recording about, you know, the, the weather right now. It's nice and wet and floody. So how how is that affecting you down there in, in Randall? Well, right now it's not too bad. Um, we're still three feet under flood stage. So um, that's good. It's just a little bit of high water. But the, the um, prediction is that it's going to go four feet above flood stage. So... I'm Ooh, sure we will good. be out um, every hour or so checking the cows to make sure they're where they're supposed to be and not on the other side of where the water comes through. Yeah. Well, well hopefully hopefully they're, they're good. I mean, I know that's... I grew up in Maple Valley and uh, had a lot of friends that had horses. And we had a lot of times where I can remember fighting floodwaters myself as a teenager to try and get horses out of, you know, uh, harm's way. So I can only right. imagine what, what you'd be going through. So well, yeah, that was always usually, the fun. <laughs> we moved feeders all day today. So they're, they're fed on the high ground. It's just, are they smart enough to stay where the feed is and not go back into the other part of the pasture? So, yeah, yeah but... The whole um, the whole swamp part of the Summit Swamp course is now a lake. We could have Summit to Lake right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, th- th- there's a reason we don't do the Summit the Swamp race in February because you never exactly. know. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, when Adam wanted to do Beast Breaker in November, I said you you realize we need a contingency plan because we have had some very, very high water in November. And um, so, so we, he had plan A, B, and C. That's always good. It's always good to have a backup plan. So yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, we've seen it, you know, with some of the other, the race brands that have come here in April and stuff like that, where all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're swimming through obstacles that you weren't supposed to be because the the rain was so bad. In fact, I know one of them a couple of years ago lost, a couple obstacles because they put them up and then uh, the river, you know, rose and, and oh, flooded wow. and took out two of the obstacles like two or three years ago. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you got to watch in Washington, you know, the, you never know, especially during the, the winter and, and spring and even the fall, you know, when the, the rivers are going to break their banks. The right. rivers are nice for the nice greenery that we have around here and making it gorgeous, <laughs> but they also can be a little dangerous at times. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I know we, we weren't doing the podcast, talk about weather, but I just kind of was wondering how <laughs> you were doing down there. Um, I know we, we've had you on before and we've talked about the Summit the Swamp, but, you know, tell us again, when is it, when is it this April. year and all the other fun stuff? Okay. So, so we're, we're April 25 and 26. So this year it's going to be a weekend event. And um, nice. you probably know the story. We started out with it being that date, and then Spartan put it put theirs on that date. So we moved to April four, five, and then yeah. Spartan moved again. <laughs> so we just put it back. It, it was it was kind of funny, you know. But uh, Lorenzo and Adam and Brian sent me. They all sent messages like within about a half an hour. Hey, did you see this? And we're like, whatever, we'll just roll with it. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it's April one of those. It's, that's good. And I mean, one of those, it's honestly being later in April is is probably better because like we were just talking about, you know, with the, the, the flooding that could still happen in April. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and much better for us just logistically. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so this year is going to be a little different. Um, everybody seemed to like the jackpot race last year, you know, because there were, mm-hmm. um, rather than just being an open kind of free-for-all time frame, there, there are a lot of people that do like to compete. And um, having the little prize money in there was kind of nice. So this year we're going to do the jackpot race again. And um, nice. 
uh, yeah, so there'll be a little extra money in the pot for that and a men's and women's division. And then um, Lorenzo came down and, um, or came up from Portland at about three different times. And we um, rode the four wheelers all over out in there and looked at different places. And then he came up and ran it. And then we came up and hiked the hill. And so um, we put together, it's, it's going to be right at five miles this time. Nice. Yeah, I think it was just over three last year. And then we'll still have an open section for people that just don't want to compete. They just want to come out and have fun or bring their kids. And we'll have that course open for about three hours. And then we'll do a um, team trail course. And I don't want to give away a lot on that, but it's it's going to be a four-person team. And you kind of need to be prepared for the unexpected. And it, it'll, nice. it'll be a five, 5K trail course and then after that we'll do a four-person obstacle course which will be really short maybe 100 yards at the most but it will have um, obstacles that involve a lot of communication and thinking rather than um, I mean physical skill will help but the ones who will do best will be good communicators and creative thinkers so um, and then on Sunday, we'll have a jackpot 10K trail race and then an open course where you can do a 5K or a 10K loop. And then we'll also throw in a canine course because Janelle wanted to bring Bruder. So that's for her. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to do. We we have one. We have two pups and we have one puppy that would do it. The other, the other one, he's he's kind of an angry old pup and tries to eat everybody. So. We can't take them on stuff like that. But the other one, she'd have fun, but I don't know if she'd do the mud. She's not much of a we, – we've done one before. It took her on an obstacle course one, she did not do the mud well. Yeah, the trail course, we don't really plan to have – I guess there will be some water, but it, it would just – yeah, there will be a little bit of everything, but not really anything nasty and icky. That we're just going to try to keep the trail course clean. I mean, there will be enough yeah. – um, there will be enough between running on the river bar and through the trees and through the fields and up the hill and stuff like that. There will be plenty of stuff for the trail course that will be natural obstacles. Yeah. So it's um, awesome. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. Yeah, so it sounds like you're adding a lot into this well, this, this year. Uh, and the reason for that, there's two reasons for that. One is we applied for a grant for um, the hotel motel dollars here in Lewis County. And mm -hmm. um, the idea is to bring people, to attract people into the area who will be staying over. And so we, we had to have a two-day event to qualify for that. And then, okay, that um, makes sense. And the second reason is because... Um, between Kewl and Adam, they joined us in on the Sagittarius series, and it's an endurance series, and we kind of looked at it and went, well, five miles isn't really an endurance event. And well, endurance so, isn't about mileage. It's about what they put you through. <laughs> right, but a five-mile obstacle course isn't really an endurance event. You know, at least I'm learning. For me, it would be an endurance event, but for for what you guys do, it doesn't really qualify. And and then two last year, I don't know if you heard, but um, there was um, a a business owner here in town and a friend, and um, their son Adam Roberts had. Um, died in an avalanche skiing in 2016. Mm -hmm. And he was one of these people that just loved to do crazy wild things. 
And so his dad, his dad goes, you know, if Adam was doing this, he'd probably, he'd probably go, I wonder how many laps I can run. And so he goes right pretty much before the race started, like that morning, he goes, he goes, well, I'll throw in money for the, um, I'll throw in 50 bucks for anybody, for whoever does the most laps. And so I go, well, I'll throw in another 50. And Dina, me, my, um, she's a, a, another business owner. She goes, I'll throw in another mm-hmm. 50. So Luke Carroll actually did three laps. He took home 150 bucks. And so oh, wow. this year we wanted to do something again. We took that challenge. We're calling it the Adam Roberts, Greg Brown Memorial challenge. And there's a whole nother story with Greg Brown. Um, he helped us get the very first one going in 2017. He was cross country track coach, but that's on the website, the story of those guys. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I, he just passed away this year and he's a good friend. So I can't, I don't want to go into a lot of that because I'll get um, choked up anyway. um, We're doing a memorial for them. The challenge will actually be the same. It will it will qualify for the Sagittarius Endurance Series. It'll be the same challenge, and it will be the jackpot race, and then one lap of the open. And during that lap mm-hmm. of the open, you have to do the the Sagittarius Physical Fit section. Um, we'll have video for that as soon as Kuehl gets it all put together. But it gosh, I should have had the list out. And, and I had to look all this stuff up. It's like eight count bodybuilders and Spider-Man push-ups and stuff like it. Just all, all these different things. And um, It'll be interesting. I know. <laughs> I've seen it because I had, I had QL on and we talked about the Sagittarius series and what it was. And it's like you talk about endurance and, you know, being a 5K race isn't really an endurance thing like or a five mile. And I'm like, You'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised between the, the brains of Adam and Kuehl that they could turn a, a, like a 10 by 10 square into an endurance race. So <laughs> their brains, they work on a, a completely different level. Those are, those are some special guys when it comes to endurance. I mean, they just, yeah, they think of things that I, I would never even have come close to thinking about. So I'm exactly. sure it's going to be, they're going to come up with something good. Yeah, they they've got it. They're just doing the video so that there's no no mistake in what is expected because that is yeah. the one that's the one piece that's common to all of the events, Swamps and Grit and Ghost and Beast Breaker and yep. um Firefighter Fit and Three Elements and us. For this challenge, we'll do the jackpot race and then one lap of the open with that common element in there. And then you also have to do the team, the four-person team trail and the team Mm -hmm. obstacle. So all that's on Saturday. So that's 10 miles. The 5K is 3.1. So that's a little over 13 miles on Saturday. And then on Mm -hmm. Sunday is the 10K jackpot. And those five events will be like a high point. You'll get points for each one of the categories. And then the overall high point for men and women will um, take home a good chunk of cash and some other cool stuff that I'm putting together with still. So I can't say what all it is. <laughs> that'll be, but, um, that'll be amazing. We already, we already have $300 in the pot for that high point. And oh, that's wow. without even adding other sponsors. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. That that should be a draw for people. I mean, anyone who's, you know, really into this should think about doing that. And I mean, any information they want, it's the, the website Summit to Swamp, spelled out T-O, summit2swamp.com, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And my phone numbers, I just put my cell phone number on there. You know, I call me, text me, call me, email me. I, I'm glad to answer any questions or talk to anybody about what stuff involves. And two, if people find stuff on there that's unclear, I'll be glad to make it. I'll be glad to fix it because um, I switched from Wix to WordPress and that's a whole new learning Mm -hmm. curve. And, um, you know, some of this stuff was done in the wee hours and 
um, I've gone back and read it, but just because I understand it doesn't mean it's understandable to everybody else. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I get that. <laughs> I, I get that. When you write something, so. you know what you're talking about, but when somebody else reads it, that doesn't, isn't involved with the creation of it, it might not be so clear. So, yeah, please, if, no, not, I get that if anybody gets on there and finds something that's not clear or information they feel needs to be added, let me know. I'll be glad to add it. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. Yeah, so we're we're just totally excited, honored, and blessed to be part of the Sagittarius and part of the race local. And Lorenzo has us as one of the um, races for the North Northwest OCR team tournament. Yeah, which is and, cool. That's another cool thing that that Lorenzo's been working on. So you you you've got hooked up with all the good guys. You got Kuehl, Adam, Lorenzo, all helping you out. And Brian, they are, so. and I, I am so um, I, I blessed. I don't know what other word to use. Just oh. um, extremely grateful. Um, and then I believe I don't. Well, I sent out the thing to um, the Facebook page for the the discount, the fifteen percent discount. So that's um, Beast Twenty Twenty. So B E A S T S Twenty Twenty is a 15% yeah. discount for overall for any of the things. Share it with your friends okay. and family. It's, it's, we'll make sure when this episode airs that we share it too. So, and we'll make okay. sure all your Instagram and all that shared with it. So people can find you yeah. and answer any questions that they have. So, okay. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be, you know, as, as with any good event, I mean, it seems like it's been growing over the years and kind of expanding on what it is. I mean, we talked last year, was it before or after the event? I can't remember, but and what last year's event was, it was before. So, and talk about what last year's event was going to be and everything else. And I mean, it just seems like you've done a great job of growing this and, and making it even more than it was. Um, Well, I give that to Brian Hayes. (laughs) Oh, Brian's Brian's a special guy. He's, yeah, he sent me an email and he said, Hey, we're here. We're the beasts. And anyway, we we got to chatting, and he's the one that um, got me on your first podcast last year. He he was with us. Yeah. But um, and then through talking to him and and just you know chatting and building a rapport, uh, my daughter and I ended up going to Ghost, and then we sat around the fire with um, the Winkleman's and we were the fire crew, keep the fire going crew. <laughs> and yep. and we set, set up at base camp with Eric Reevesman while everybody else was down doing the ghost stuff. And um, that was quite a fun experience and, you know, had no clue who Adam was, no, I bet. you know, I, I, he was just yeah. the, Brian introduced him as the brainchild or the, what did he say? He said that ghost was his brainchild or something like that. And didn't say, you know, this is the president of the beast or anything like that. And anyway, just neat, neat people, neat everybody. I haven't met anybody yet associated with you guys. That isn't just down to earth and wonderful. Yeah. The beasts are there. They are a really good group. So. They really are. So, yeah. So yeah. It actually, actually being around everybody and stuff, um, I, I'm actually considering after after our event is over, I'm actually considering doing a couple of events if I can find somebody to tag along. <laughs> you should definitely do it. They're fun and. Yeah. If you hook up with the beast, I am sure out of everybody in that group, somebody will, somebody will let you tag along and help you get it done. So, yeah. So, um, anyway, that'll be fun Just oh, get yeah. to see the other side of it because I, mm-hmm. it's, it's really kind of weird. You know, I've organized events before through our Jeep club and our horse clubs and stuff like that. But 
except for eighth grade, I've never been a runner. I did track in eighth grade and that was in basketball, but that's a little different, but yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just been years and having never gone to a mud run obstacle course, you know, 5k, anything like that. I, I had no idea. And so to, um, have Brian and Adam and Lorenzo and Janelle and Kewl all come in and go, hey. Oh, and I can't forget Russ Blatt from OCR Buddy. He, um, mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, he has just bent over backwards to answer questions for me and put me on their race directors group and stuff like that so we can share common um, issues or, you know, what works, what doesn't, stuff mm-hmm. about registration, where to get medals, all kinds of stuff. And that's just been amazing, too. And, and that's what's yeah. great about, you know, the OCR community. Nobody's trying to really get rid of anybody anybody else. I mean, at least in smaller races, trying to help each other get better and spread each other. And nobody's... Nobody's that cutthroat, really. They're just trying to say, hey, we're all smaller races, you know, race local. That's one big reason why we pushed it was to try and get you know, more of these smaller races going and going better and help them out. And it's good to hear that, you know, you've been able to get that help from, from multiple sources. Right. Yeah. Again, very blessed. And um, I'm, I'm actually going to go down to uh, my muddy Valentine. And I've been talking with them through email. Um, just e- either I'll set up a, a pop-up tent down there and, a, you know, and hand out flyers or else I'll just come hang at the beast tent or something. <laughs> and, yeah. and um, anyway, just to, I, I was going to volunteer, but the volunteer positions are all booked up for, for them for this one. But um, that yeah. one and the Dirty Leprechaun and yeah, they got some yeah. good ones. Yeah, so that'll be I, that'll actually be the first real, or I shouldn't say real, but the first established event. Um, mm-hmm. a, a a friend, um, well, we've grown to be good friends, but she called me on our, our very first year that we were doing the mud run, she's local here. And she goes, Hey, what are you doing? I see this. And I, I've been wanting to start a mud run and stuff to, to um, benefit our local shelter, cold weather shelter. And um, I'd like to know what you're doing and stuff. And I, I'm like, I started laughing because I'm like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Um, you know, we just, <laughs> Friends that have done med runs before said we have great terrain for this and we should, you know, try to do something. And the reason we were looking at stuff to do is, you know, we have cattle and we raise hay, but that doesn't provide a living. You know, that pays some of the yeah. bills. And we're like, well, we have this property and it's been in my husband's family since um, 1900. I guess his, gosh, I don't want to get it wrong. His great, great, great <laughs> grandfather was who Randall is named after. And so yeah. the, oh. the other side of the river, they've had that property since the 1890s. And um, so, you know, you, we want to keep it in the family, but it kind of needs to pay for itself, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, to you know, it helps, it'll help the economy of, the town and the business people around and then we're also trying to um, raise money for um, to be able to buy food for a program at the school uh, it's really weird you would wouldn't think it but out here 25 percent of our kids in the school district are considered homeless and there's an actual I, I think homeless, oh, wow. the description of that is they don't have a stable place to be every night to to sleep, you know. So, um, but 25% in a single, or we're actually a B school now. That's, that's wow. a lot of kids. And that is so, a lot of kids. Um, 
So the program at the school that some people are doing um, on the long weekends and, and different things, they'll send home packages with with food and necessities um, so the kids yeah. can get through. Because sometimes um, those kids, the only food they have to eat is breakfast and lunch at the school. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is that is scary. So yeah, that's sad. I mean, anything you can do to help. And I mean, that's one thing that, you know, we really, you know, uh, the BeastNet crew and, you know, the Beast team, you know, we always helping people is so, so big in my book. I mean, it's one of those things a lot of us have, you know, we've been lucky enough to grow up, you know, and to to have what we need for ourselves and our children. And not everyone has that, you know, so it's, right. you know, anything you can do to help them, I mean, is amazing. So I know I've I've been part of a couple different programs trying to help people, you know, that are, you know, less fortunate, you know, and it's, right. it's scary. So, well, that's, that's one of the things I admire about the beast too, is like, it, there's the pennies for quarters is the first one that comes to mind that you guys supported. Oh, yeah. And, um, the run amok wasn't sitting not support something. The, then, the run amok is actually, the run amok is, put together by pennies for quarters. So they're actually one oh, okay. and the same. Okay. So by All supporting right. the run amok, you are, yeah, pennies for quarters. And they're, they're a great one. I love them. Um, in fact, one of our, a good friend of ours, Lisa Ann, who uh, is a, an original member of the beast. She will be um, actually going to be their race director this year to help them oh, wow. make it even better than it was last year. So, and they've got a, it's a very interesting race there because it starts off in a, have you ever seen like the jet boat races? Mm-hmm. It's that's where the, it starts off in like the pit of one of the, or not the pit, but the starting line of one of those. So you're in the, the loading, you know, boat launch. So you actually go oh, straight wow. into the water and you start straight in the water and you go over a couple of spots where the jet boat track is and you're balancing over some beams and it's pretty cool the way they set it up. It's, it's a cool little course, you know, and it's different, you know, and that's what I like right. about the race local. Like, you know, some of the swamp run amok, all of those is it's, it's fun again. You're yeah. enjoying yourself. You're just out there having fun. Me and Brian did run amok. Brian Case, we did run amok together. And we both commented that it felt like we were back on the playground in school. Mm-hmm. You know, there was none of the stress, none of the worry, none of the competitiveness. We were just out there having fun, and it was like we're on the playground in school. And and to me, that's what it's all about. So right. that's why I love the race locals. Yeah. 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 So I, the first first year we did this, I was all kind of worried about, um, you know, how how are we going to compete? How are we going to compare? How are we going to draw people? Because we can't do we didn't have the budget or the manpower yeah. to do the obstacles that I was seeing online and stuff. And, and then, um, the local, um, tire place, he goes, well, you want some tires? And I'm good. Cause first I was asking about the big ones, like the big loader tires and Laterno tires and stuff. And he goes, yeah. well, I have two containers full of tires that are just waiting to go to wherever they go to recycle or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, my brain just kind of kicked in like, yeah, I'll take tires. So we just started all the different things we could do with tires. So that our tire wall, you've probably seen pictures of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and then the traverse across the Creek where you hang upside down and crawl across the tires and, um, the, the, um, dark maze, instead of using hay bales, we built it with tires and black plastic. And so we just kind of went crazy on that. And then we just went, well, I guess we could be a redneck course, you know, and that would, (laughs) that would be our, our trademark or whatever. And then come to find out, the trend, you know, here we are catching the trend of everybody wants to get back to fun. Everybody wants to have something yep. different. And, um, and I'm like, cool, we can do different. And that's what makes it amazing. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, for someone like me who I've done a lot of the bigger races and after a while, it feels like it's just cookie cutter. Like 
every race is the same. It's just in a different location. So with the same obstacles, the same everything. And a lot of times it's even, it really is the same obstacles. They just moved them to the new spot. So yeah. th there's really not a whole lot of different. And that's what I like about the local races that you guys, you know, like you guys and, and run amok, um, you use what you have. You know, run amok. They had one that was a really cool, like rock climb that was really just rocks that were there that mm -hmm. they just had. They used, you know, and that's kind of it. And you guys are the same way, where it's like you're using what you have, and it makes for very ingenious, very different, you know, types of obstacles that we haven't seen before. So that yeah. that makes it a lot of fun, more fun and just more interesting to me. So I like the I like the change. I love. I don't like monotonous doing the same thing over and over again. And that's why I like the race local because, you know, companies like you that are, you know, coming up with innovative ideas on how to use what's just what you have rather than yeah. going out and spending thousands of dollars on the same obstacle that everybody else has. You're like, you know, we're just going to take what we have and we're going to figure out a way to make our own, you know, and it's that's those are so much better. Yeah. And I guess the the positive for the other is, at least you know what they're going to be and you can train for them but you know or or be able to like cut your time down you know i did this time this time or yeah. not but I, I understand what you're saying um, i guess i'm just saying there's probably positives to both well yeah i mean and it, negative and i think it really depends on what you're it depends on what you're looking for 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 someone like me who I've never been that competitive in something like this. It's like, I'm not out there to be number one. You know, I'm out there to just have fun and be better than I was yesterday. And for me, it's kind of, I like the change, you know, I'm that way in my personal life too. I mean, I just took a new job because I knew I wouldn't be in an office every day. I could go, you know, every day I'm in a different place teaching a different class. And that's perfect for me. I love that kind of change. I don't like the same thing over and over again every day. So that's why I think I like the, the stuff like you guys have because it is different, you know. Yeah. It's not the same thing well, I did, you know, last week, you know, at another race. Uh -huh. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like what you just said about, you know, being better than I was yesterday. And, um, yeah. and when I first started looking at this stuff, I'm like, yeah, that'll never be me. There's, you know, there's no way – I'm in even close enough shape to go do something like that. And then the more, the more I met people and the more I got around things, I learned that it was, it was all about um, being better. doesn't matter where yeah. you are, just draw a line and tomorrow will be better, you know, yeah, exactly. And then be better. And, and that, and how encouraging the whole community is towards be better. Doesn't matter no. what you look like, what you weigh, how fast you can run, or if you have to walk. It it doesn't matter. Just be better than what you were. You know, take a step forward. Exactly. And that's what's great about groups like the Beasts and you know some of the others like that is the fact that really that is what it's about. I mean, within the Beasts, you can find people who are you know like Lorenzo who. You know, it's a good chance that he's got a podium. You know, I mean, he's quick, he's fast, he's in great shape. I mean, there's a good chance he's going to podium. You know, and then you get guys like, you know, Adam and Janelle, who they'll do the races, but they're more into the endurance, you know, side. Right. And then, you know, people like me who, you know, after multiple injuries and not being in the, the shape that I should be in, you know, I'm usually one of the slower races out there, but I'm going to finish every time. You know, so it's kind of you, you get the whole gambit of everything. You know, we even have the people that don't really even do the trail races anymore. They do road races. And, you know, it's kind of it's a good mix of people. So, you yeah, know, and everybody so helps each other. We'll, I mean, it's all yeah. family. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of everything. Oh, that's that's one thing I should probably mention is we we aren't putting an age limit on this. And on the website, okay. I, I wrote it out. I have a. Um, because last year we I I kind of thought well you know ki kids that are 15 are probably um, anybody under that really is more in a kid level rather than an adult level but I had mm -hmm. um, um, a dad call and say hey my my son's going to be 
15 the week after, you know, can he run? And I'm like, of course he can run, you know, as long as he has your permission. And, but this year I thought, and and then I look at my own kids and we kind of had a, a thing. If the kids are under 12, they have to be with a parent. And I'm like, you know, my daughter could have been out there at nine and 10 on the trail and been just fine. Cause she has common sense yeah. and she wouldn't do anything dumb that she didn't think she could do. And I'm like, you know, parents know their kids and, um, if they, they feel should. that their <laughs> kid has the ability, yeah, they should, but most of the parents <laughs> coming out here to do stuff like this, yeah. they're going to know their, they their, will know their kids. kids ability. And, um, you know, as long as they sign a waiver, we're going to have enough people along the course and stuff too to kind of watch out for things. But as long as they sign a waiver that says they give permission for their kids to go out on their own, um, you know, the only thing I'm going to ask is that they run with a buddy, that they aren't going through water, you know, stuff yeah. with nobody around course we'll have people at the water obstacles so i guess it wouldn't really matter but you know some of the kids like to compete we had some yeah no they do 11 12 and 13 year olds that they can smoke a lot of adults and it's like why why limit them if they want to go for it and um oh, we I actually agree had a couple families come that said you know the reason we came is because we have six seven eight year olds and we want to do Stuff with them, but they can't go on the other races because of the age yeah. limit. And um, so we wanted to make the open and all of it available to whoever wants to do it. And I was going to put an age limit yeah. on the teams too. And then I thought, you know, I know some of these kids that are way creative and could could do the things. You know, they're in cross country or they're in track and they run together all the time, you know, they could, why limit them? So anyway, no age limits. Parents just have to sign a waiver if the kid's under 18 and under 12. So, yeah. Which that makes um, sense. I mean, it's one of those things like I, I do know there's a, one member of the team, Virginia, she has a daughter, um, Elliot, who is, could probably smoke me on every race. So I I completely agree. (laughs) So I think Elliot's like, Ten and probably one of the like strongest, craziest ten-year-olds I've ever met. So, yeah, yeah. So I completely agree so, with that. You know, example yeah. right there, a perfect example. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking at the the list of what you know Dawn had sent over for the email, and I think we've answered most of the stuff that on there, and we've talked about you know the changes to some of the swamp and the the huge changes you've had and everything else and all that. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? Well, I've got to throw this out there just because we're doing it and I have the chance. Um, For May and um, June, we're having an archery shoot here on the property. So anybody who's into that, it's going to be very family-oriented and try to have – something for every skill level, but eventually um, we might be able to incorporate some different things like that into the, the obstacles here. It's just a matter of, you know, planning and safety and insurance and all that good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Right on. That so, sounds like fun. I've, I've always wanted to get into, into that, but just never have had the, the time really. So yeah, archery's always been something I've been interested in. But. Yeah, so um, I mm-hmm. I don't know. We we covered a lot, Mike. <laughs> I just have to say, I've heard your story. I've heard your story about your broken foot, and yeah. every time I hear you mention that foot, I just cringe. <laughs> it's I can't imagine running on a broken foot. <laughs> It's it's one of those things. I mean, honestly, it, it's I, I never thought that something could affect me so much as much as that has. I mean, it's one of those things that it's been three and a half years, and I still 
you know, yesterday I had, didn't even really do a whole lot. I just taught a class and I was on my feet for six hours while I was teaching the class. And by the time I was done, my foot was aching. And it's just, you know, one of those things that it's, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I've never, I would not wish a broken foot like I had on anybody. It's, yeah, it's rough, but well, I've got to find I, a way around it. Yeah. I forget who you were talking to, but you guys were both talking about inner injuries and, um, mm-hmm. And talking about how you had were having to learn how to run all over again. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and I think about that because I, I don't want to tell on myself, but you know, I, I guess why be um, you know why be embarrassed or whatever? Because we're all at a different starting point. But um, mm-hmm. I've actually started to. Like when I go out to take care of the horses, I'll jog from the house out to the horse field. Now, granted, it's not very far, but it's something, right? It's something I wasn't doing before. And um, and I think about that every time I go out because um, I never really lost the weight I gained from um, pregnancy. And yeah. it is a whole different feel. It's a whole, it's a, it is, it's weird, but I, I think, I think about it that is. and I just, I, I don't know if people realize when they're on the podcast or, or whatever, or just around other people when they actually will share um, some of the issues and, and troubles that they're having and going through how much that actually encourages and, or gives people the courage to push through with their own things. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons I started the podcast was I was hoping I could help, you know, other people get through stuff. And I mean, for you, like you're saying, jogging out there, I mean, and you're like, it's not a long distance, but it's like they say, every, every, everything starts with one step. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, it's a step forward. Yeah. Here's another funny, and I haven't told Kewl this yet, but um, I, I sent him a message and said, Hey, Kewl, I need, I need that video so I can put it on the website because, you know, I don't even know what half these things are. And so I'm looking up on YouTube, you know, what's a, what's a Spider-Man push up and this and that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, could I even do one of these? (laughs) So um, now my, now my big push is to actually do a, a real push up, you know, where you can go down and actually touch the floor with your nose or your chest and come back up. You don't realize, you don't realize when you just live everyday life and you're not paying attention, how weak you get. And And that's um, so true because it's one of those things you, you kind of get, everyone gets into their own little everyday routine. And that's kind of one of the things, reasons why I like the other races too, is because you get in that routine and you build those muscles that you use every day. So for like you going out, you know, I mean, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid and, you know, helping my buddies with their horses, you know, you're chucking hay bales, you're doing stuff like that. So your upper body's strong, but then all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, you're strong. You're, you're whatever. Let's run a mile. And I would take like three steps and be winded. And it's like, <laughs> you know, So I was really good at, you know, lifting and stuff like that because, you know, we could, my friend's mom would once a month would order a, a a semi truck load of hay bales. And by the time you get to the bottom row, because they all went up into the loft up up top, you get down to the bottom row, you're chucking them six feet in the air, getting them up to the loft. And so, like I said, my upper body, I had a strong upper body from doing stuff like that and then feeding the horses and stuff like that. Cause I spent a lot of time there. Um, But then, like I said, when I'd go to run, run, I'd take three steps and I'd be like, oh, that's enough because that wasn't something I did. So we all get into those, you know, those patterns where we build those muscles because we use them all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now do this. And you're like, well, I'm strong. I can. You're like, ooh, I'm not strong like that, though. (laughs) Right. Or, or, you know, I don't consider myself inactive. You know, I consider myself fairly active. But it's it's not cardio. It's you know it's not building your lungs, and it's not. No. Yeah, I might be up doing stuff, but am I strong? When it comes to this or that, yeah. you know, yeah. So. And and that's anyway, one of those things I, I think a lot of people look at. Oh, well, I was gonna Go say ahead. a lot of people look at too. It's like with being skinny. 
that there's definitely a huge difference between skinny and healthy. I know a lot right. of people that are skinny and not healthy, you know, and that's, that's one of the big things, you know, the difference in looking at that, like you said, was, you know, you're active, but you're not doing anything cardio wise. So it's kind of, it changes the whole, you know, the way you look at things once you start doing these races and start, you know, dealing with people like Kiel who will be like, cool, you're healthy and you do all this now do this. And you're like, my body doesn't do that. And he's like, yeah, I thought so. Let's make it. <laughs> so he's, he's good at finding ways to like decide that, okay, yeah, you, you think you're all good. It's not because he's trying to break you. It's that he's trying to help you and teach you that like, Hey, let's look at this another way. You need to come at this in a, a, another way and, and figure yourself out. So it's, yeah. 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 He's, so, he's good. So when we went to ghost, you know, we were kind of watching some of the stuff cause I had never seen an endurance event, had no clue what it was about. And so we're watching mm-hmm. some of the stuff and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, we've been through a number of things, you know, life, life has thrown us things. And then jeeping and horseback riding and being in the mountains and this and that. I'm not a weenie. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. if if we need to endure something to get somebody out who's broke down, we can do it and, you know, whatever. But um, we're watching some of that stuff and I'm thinking, you know, I, I could probably do one of these, you know, we've been through enough stuff. I could do this. And then, um, I saw them, they had to walk the field. They had to take their socks and shoes off and the group had to walk the field and they all had to take turns carrying somebody at some point. This is in yeah. March and they're barefoot. And right then and there, I, I, <laughs> I go, you know, um, that would be a deal breaker for me because I don't like my feet cold, <laughs> you know? And no, I'm, with I'm, you like, there. I'm like, why, why do you put yourself in a position? Why do people pay money to have somebody put them in a position like that? But then as, as time progresses and you get around everybody, you realize just what you're saying you know, Kuhl and Adam and the other people that do this, it's, it's more about, it's more about the mental, it's the grit. I've seen grit come up a lot lately, you know, but the, the fortitude to take adversity and make a win out of it. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things I've seen people in some of these types races. I mean, the guy that looks like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he won, you know, Mr. Universe, not be able to even finish, uh, uh, you know, a shorter obstacle course race because they have no endurance. The guy could lift probably every obstacle by himself, but he didn't have the endurance to do anything else because he had trained for the physique and the muscles, but not for the, the cardio that went with it. So it's, you know, it's a give and take and it's, it's learning how to, you know, how to make your body do what you want it to do. And, you know, Adam and Kuehl and those guys are really good at figuring out and looking watching what people do and saying, Hey, I know what's going to get this guy. We're going to do this. And, and it really like flipping in you on your head, but in a good way to help you learn on what you need to work on. And it's pretty interesting to, to really talk to them and watch them do their thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. really um, looking forward to meeting Ryan coach up in um, um, Canada too. He's yeah. we've been bannering back guy. and forth as part of this. And um I, I have to get my passport though because I don't have one of the enhanced driver's license and yep. can't really go up there yet. <laughs> yeah, I actually I have both. I've got to re but my my passport expires next year, so I've got to redo it. So, and mine gets interesting. I had to give I think eight forms of ID because my name's oh, my Mike goodness. James, and there's like fifty there's like fifty million oh. of them in the world. So oh, yeah, yeah. So I have so. a a CDL. And when I went to get that renewed, the rules had changed. And so yep. not, not only did I have to provide a birth certificate, but then I had to go get the marriage certificate because my name was now different and from my birth certificate. And oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, say, was- I have a CDL too. So, but I went and got the enhanced CDL so I, I can go I can use that to cross the border as long as I'm driving. So, I yeah. see. So. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I, I, I think we've covered quite a bit, actually, in the, the and we're almost at that hour mark, which is about where we like to okay. keep it. So, um, like I said, anything else you want to say before we close this out? Well, I just want to say again how much I appreciate all of you. And um, I'm really, really excited about Summit to Swamp 2020. And, um, you know, we're, we're always looking for, for feedback and ideas, things people want to see. And I, uh, oh, I didn't tell you about the, the big screen we're planning to have. Um, oh, the big screen. Yeah. So last year we had the stage and the sound system and they brought smaller TVs and we had people sending pictures into a hashtag and then they'd put the pictures on there and, and run them. Well, mm-hmm. this year we're between photographers and drones and game cams and um, whatever we can get video and, and pictures. Then um, when the band plays in the evening, we're um, the audio people that are coming up, Rain AV from Vancouver area. Um, I forget exactly which town they're in, but um, anyway, they're in Southwest Washington, Rain AV. And um, mm-hmm. they're going to bring up four 65-inch TVs and put them together to make a big um, TV wall. And then nice. while the bands play, we'll have the day's activities playing on the wall so that everybody can get to see what happened. Because if you're out on the course, you don't see other things that are going on. Yeah. And hopefully cool. I'll be able to find a couple people that um, are good drone operators. So if anybody out there is a drone operator and you'd like to um, video the races or video part of the event and, and be able to throw it on the wall, we'll love to have you. So, And people... if. if participants have family members that want to come up and take pictures or volunteer or whatever um we're just open to all that right and on. then no that gosh, it seems like there yeah. was seems like there was something else and i just forgot it anyway it, it's <laughs> going to be a great time yeah. oh it sounds like it's going to be it's going to be a blast so we will make sure and uh post everything up on, on when we post this, this episode we'll post all your your, your website, your Instagram, everything else, people can find it. And I, I look forward to seeing you and everybody else out at the race. And yeah, and thank you so much for talking with us. Okay, thank you. Have a great night and a great week. All right, you too. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 